Hello, my friends, and welcome to this edition of the New World Kirtan Podcast. It's Friday, April 10th, 2020. I'm Kitsy Stern, and I produce this podcast as an act of love and service to our global Kirtan family. And it's also an audio journal of my spiritual journey through the practice of singing and playing Kirtan. Well, we're all having a moment together, aren't we? Everyone listening to this all over the world is slowed down, sheltering in place. It's, it's really quite remarkable. Our world is having a pause and reset and a much needed change in perspective. In some very good ways, we will never be the same. And that is some really profound stuff, my friends. And on some level, we're all experiencing grief and loss. Personal loss. My hip replacement was canceled. Our son's wedding was postponed. And I'm sad about that. We're also experiencing collective loss. The loss of a way of life we took for granted and that has disappeared in the blink of an eye. And our small private griefs and disappointments pale in comparison to the grief of those mourning loved ones who have died during this pandemic. There's a collective need for us to acknowledge the loss and the grief and mourn for all that is gone. And I don't know about you, but for me, there's also the terrible temptation to go down the black hole of being very angry about the way all this was handled. And that usually happens if I've been watching too much news. But all this is just terrible for your spiritual guidance system, especially if you allow it to propel you into fear, which is then awful for your immune system. So, how not to do that? Do your practice. Do your practice, my friends. As that wise man Krishna Das once said, it will save your sorry ass. As of today, here in Oregon, we have about 1,200 cases and 38 deaths. We started social distancing early here because we saw what was going on up the road in Seattle and it scared us. So most of us took it pretty seriously. I look at what is going on in New York and it just breaks my heart. Reading about all the individual acts of heroism and kindness all over the world in the midst of this pandemic also breaks my heart, but in a different way. It breaks it wide open with the acknowledgement that here is the best we can be as humans. Mr. Rogers said, look for the helpers. Even when things are really bad, there will always be helpers who will inspire us. So... Our world is going to look very different after this. There's no denying that. But more importantly, what are we going to look like when it's over? I've been thinking a lot about that and seeing as how, like you, I'm so not doing what I thought I'd be doing right now. I'm wondering how to best use this time we've been given. I've been getting some very strong messages about not messing around anymore with my practice. There's no time anymore to be frivolous. It's time to get serious. And for me, that means stop being a human doing. It means sinking deeply into being a human being. Eckhart Tolle says, a house can survive anything if it's built on a strong foundation. That foundation is a spiritual practice. It can be an anchor for you when everything else in the world is shifting. So I'm trying to structure my day with several breaks when I take time to practice presence, to practice being in the stream of what is real. I begin the day by starting the coffee, and while it's brewing, I do a meditation. 
Then I go to work, and three times a week I'll take a break at 11 to watch a live stream with Abraham Hicks. Ah, oh, they are wonderful. They're feeding my soul, and they're helping me to keep a spiritual perspective through all this. Then at around 12.45, I'll go over to Facebook for a live chanting meditation with David Pramal and Maten. Ah, oh, you guys, man try to make this. I try never to miss it. It's so powerful to be there every day with over 3,000 people from all over the world, sending love to the world, knowing that all of us are there together in community, chanting for the healing of our world. Oh, it's so beautiful to be bathed in the presence of all that love. Oh, it's wonderful. And then every day, I'll also try to go and sit with Mother Mira for a while in her live stream. She's always been the guiding light for the podcast, and being with her even virtually always puts me back in the place I need to be. One sweet outcome of the quarantine is that we're doing a virtual kirtan through Zoom for our Friday kirtan and meditation group, and so far it's going beautifully. Another delightful outcome is the way we're doing these virtual kirtans. It makes it easy for me to take our Friday night sets and post them as podcasts, so you can recreate these healing kirtan and meditation sets at home. Just prepare your space, start the set, and you can even use it to help you fall asleep if you wish. It's great for diffusing the stress and anxiety of this time. So our podcast set this week is the one we played last Friday night, and it was for divine healing. We always start with an Om chant by Jane Winther. This week we have a teaching by Deva Pramala in the Ten on the great healing mantra to Shiva, the Maha Mitranjaya mantra, with two renditions, the first by Deva and the Ten, followed by another version by Brenda McMorrow. Then we have a powerful chant to Shiva by Dave Stringer. Two versions of the Kundalini chant, Ramadasa. In Kundalini teachings, Ramadasa is said to tune the soul to the frequency of divine healing. The first version is by Satkiran Kaur Khalsa, and the other toward the end of the set is by Sanatam Kaur. And in between the Ramadasa chants is another offering by David and the Ten, a live version of Teata Om Bekenze, one of the most important mantras for healing in the Buddhist tradition. We always end the set with a prayer for peace, Loka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu, and this week's version is by Mukti with the ethereal vocals of Pranya Vieira. After the music ends, we meditate for a few minutes and then have a closing prayer. I hope you'll find the set powerful and use it for personal and global healing. My wish for you in the midst of these precarious times is that you can find moments to be grateful. Be grateful for all the good things that are happening underneath the, the terror and the chaos. And that you'll also find moments when you can lift someone else up, even just by your smile. Have faith in the divine plan, my friends and make it a practice to release your fear. Fear is a creation of your mind. I'm going to end with the prayer I always say to end our kirtan. Stay safe, stay well. I love you all. May we be filled with loving kindness. May we be free from inner and outer dangers. May we be well in body and mind. May we be at peace and happy. Namaste.
Namaste. Namaste, friends. Welcome to day four. Let's take a deep breath. And breathe out with a smile. And a deep breath. Oh. Today we'd like to share with you one of the most powerful mantras for healing. It's called the Mahamrityunjaya Mantra, which means the great death-conquering mantra. Huh. <laughs> it's also called the Markandeya Mantra because the Rishi, the seer that received this mantra, was called Markandeya. And the words are Om Triambakam Yajamahe Sugandhim Pushtivardhanam Urva Rukamiva Bandhanan Mrityor Mukshiyamamritat. It's also one of the mantras that I remember very vividly from my childhood. I remember walking with my parents, chanting this mantra. It has a rhythmic flavor to it, and I didn't know what I was chanting. It's so beautiful now to find out what my parents gave me in those days and the gifts they gave me. For me to know that my mother is participating in this journey with us is very moving for me. Life gifted us with a meeting with Satish Kumar, a great sage of our times. And his transmission of the meaning of this mantra was very powerful for me because it opened an understanding that I didn't have before. So we would like to share that with you. This mantra has the potential to open our third eye, our channel, where masculine and feminine energy become one, where the healing can happen on every level. So with this mantra, we can focus on the third eye, which is the space between our eyes at the center of our forehead. The words mean Triambakam Yajamahe, I bow down to the one who sees with a third eye. I worship the one who sees with a third eye. There is no outside deity here. We are, of course, addressing that inner sage in all of us, this inner sage, this inner wise one who has the vision of the third eye. We are accepting our own inner sage with this mantra. And not only accepting, but celebrating too, a joyful connection and we come face to face and merge with our own inner wisdom. The next line, Sugandhim Pushtivardhanam. Sugandhim means fragrance, beautiful fragrance, aroma. Pushti means energy or grace. Pushtivardhanam is the one who nourishes or gives energy and grace. So when we realize our third eye, when we can see with our third eye and when we also honor those that can see with their third eyes, we radiate love, we exude beautiful aroma, beautiful vibrations, good vibes. <laughs> with that we attract grace, we attract energy, life-giving energy. 
Urvarukamiva Bandhanan. Urvarukamiva means fruit and Bandhanan means to free from captivity. So it's a metaphor that as we are so ripe, we are so ready for liberation because we are in tune with our third eye and we have these beautiful vibrations. We are like a ripe fruit that only needs a little twist and it comes off the tree. So we just need a little bit of help to be released into the feeling of immortality, which is the last line. And of course, chanting the mantra is the help. That's how we can help ourselves, by chanting and staying committed and focused to the mantra. That's our commitment. So, mrityor mukshya mamritat. Mrityor is death. It's a word that we might be familiar with from the mantra Om Asatoma, Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya, to take us from death to immortality. Mukshya is free, and Mamritat to realize eternal life, to realize our immortality. So when we chant this mantra, we basically free ourselves from this bondage of life and death, from the illusion of life and death, and we realize our eternal life. Some of you know the mantra as Om Triambakam, some pronounce it Om Triambakam. Both are correct. And if you feel to direct this mantra to somebody that you know who needs healing, it's beautiful to chant it for them or to direct that energy that we create with this mantra within to that particular friend or person. So let's close our eyes. And take a deep breath. And just coming home, back to ourselves, enjoying the feeling in our body Just by being aware of the feeling in our body, we become aware that we are not the body. That something exists beyond this physical realm, which is eternal, immortal.
Ramadasa uh-huh. 
Ravi.
Samasta Sukhino Bhavantu 